Welcome to Ice Cream Sunday. My name is Austin Buckner. David Richardson. Trevor Holder. Vita Zakanova. And this episode is all about, I want to say it's all about cosplay, but it's not. We went off on many tangents. It's yeah. about video games. It's about anime. Power Rangers. Power Rangers. <laughs> fraud. Uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about a lot of stuff. Um, but no, Vita has joined us to talk about um, cosplay and just uh, much like Gabe. I know nothing about the world that you know everything about. So it was cool to sit down with you and talk about that. Was there anything that we didn't cover? Anything that we didn't talk about as it uh, pertains to cosplay or video games or anime or anything that you'd want to talk about that we didn't already cover? I think we're good. <laughs> I actually had a question. Yeah. So we have, she's talked about how she's done a few costumes mm-hmm. and we've talked about growing up really the only thing you could think of cosplaying was Luke Kang uh, currently right now if you could choose a cosplay to do mm. and you had the means to do it what would you be mm. hey, are we going around the table yeah what would yours be oh god I need a minute okay. <laughs> everyone else share. so mine would be just because my fiance thinks I look like him if I were to shave my beard down like I had it when it was just the goatee, like in high school. Um, the sun god from uh, the game she's playing right now. Uh, fucking, oh. Um, oh, uh, Horizon. Horizon for Ben West. Yeah, the sun god, whatever his name is. Yep. I can't think of what it is, but yeah. So I look vaguely like him. He looks very um, somewhat Hispanic and also a little bit Southeast Asian, like me. <laughs> what would yours be? I wouldn't. You wouldn't? <laughs> no. no. Why? I hate role playing. You, I, you you play, play tabletop D. games. I run tabletop games. Okay. Fair. I could see him cosplaying as like a guy from Warhammer. See, here's the thing. If I worked at many Renaissance fairs and never once did I play a character. Really? Not once. Oh. I dress up in the garb, but then people are like, what are you doing? I'm like checking myself. <laughs> it's just not a thing I enjoy. What's your name, sir? I'm just David. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I'm a time traveler. <laughs> so one I, I would love to do is either uh, Balder from God of War or Zagreus from Maybe Hades. some muscle. Balder from God of War. Is he like the skinny fuck that the, like... The stranger? That yeah. gives yeah. Uh, he, What's-His-Face a run... For? We were just watched that clip, didn't we? Like yeah. a couple weeks ago? Yeah. yeah. That's a hell of Beats a fight. The shit out of that is a yeah. hell of a fight. Or uh, Zagreus from Hades. I haven't played that game yet. Oh, I was going to tell you guys. So the other day, um, we were watching UFC on the Xbox, but the Xbox was like lit up, the, the logo. And so the guy that dropped off our food was like, what do you play? And I was like, um, well, in middle school, I played trombone. And then like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's like, no, 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 like video games. And I was like, oh, I'm currently playing Ori in the Blind Forest. And he just like looked at me like, dude, I had the same experience. He was looking for Call of Duty. I or had something. the same experience at GameStop. No. And then I said, I said, I, my, my game after this that I want to play after I get done with Ori is Hades. And then he like lit the fuck up and he was like, oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> and I've heard that from like four different people. Oh, now, yeah. So that I have to play Hades after this. Yeah, I was at GameStop and, you know, I hate, first of all, I don't like talking to people while I'm shopping, like Best Buy and mm-hmm. GameStop. Just leave me alone. Right. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm looking for. I'll figure it out. If I need your help, I'll ask you. Well, he, you know, I come in and the guy's like, what are you playing right now? And I was like, at the time I was like, uh, Fallout 4. And he's like, what? He's like, isn't that game like six years old? And I was like, yeah. Still holds up. Still holds up. 
I mean, same with Final Fantasy VII. That game's over 20 years old now, and that's right. still a fucking banger. Like, what business is it of yours that I'm yeah. playing something that's old? For, like, goddamn. First God of all, I'm, I'm twice your age, so fuck off. <laughs> WWF, no mercy. <laughs> what would yours be? What? Your. <laughs> old, <laughs> Sorry, I have ADHD. Your ultimate cosplay. Um, God, I still don't know anything with a ball gown. I've always wanted to do ball gowns. There was a Dark Souls dress that had like, it was a ball gown and I want to find it in the game in three. And I'm like, I want to do that ball gown so bad. But then I think about making it and I'm like, You said the word ball and I I thought you were going to say anything with a ball gag. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you're not the only one. (laughs) Doing some Pulp Fiction role play. (laughs) No, I could see you doing, um, let's see, uh, have you seen anything on Elden Ring lately? Yes. Oh, that's right. Your brother plays. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I could see you doing Ronnie. I want to do her so badly. So, so badly. Look, so does like half I love her so much. Uh, Ronnie or um, the the sorceress from Final Fantasy VIII would mm-hmm. be really cool. So. Anything else we didn't talk about that you would, uh, you would want to chat about before we get into it? Get into it. (laughs) All right. Well, then sit back, relax, and enjoy episode number eight Eight. of the Ice Cream Sunday podcast featuring Vita. So when we had Gabriel on, he talked about getting into the character like at Ren Fairs. Like he would develop this character and like that would just be him and it would be completely different than what he is in his personal life. When you go to conventions and you embody that character, is is that kind of what it's like? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I do research on the characters. I study up how they stand. Um practice poses for them, like how they would pose if they were taking a picture. Um, I like practice their mannerisms. <laughs> I kind of go all out for it. <laughs> That's good though. Cause like a lot of uh, care that goes into it is like researching and knowing oh, yeah. something and, oh, yeah. and being passionate about doing that. So you can kind of do that character justice in front of others. Oh, yeah. So. And people get a kick out of it, too. If they're like, if you say like one of their favorite lines or some shit, and then they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> do you do you specifically choose characters that you you see a little bit of yourself in? Or do you pick characters that are completely the opposite of your your actual like your personality? Most of the time I do things that are like that I can relate to and that are um, that I just connect with, I guess. Um I've really been wanting to get into more villains because I want to portray that like dark side. <laughs> Trevor's yeah. looking at me. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like a very sweet person. So I never like get to do that, I guess. Like I never get to act bad, I guess. So I really want to do that. So I guess I never, uh, or at least I don't think I've ever seen it. I know one of my favorites is your Jinx cosplay. Mm-hmm. And I know you've went through a few iterations. Of yeah. That. 
Have you done um you know <laughs> <laughs> Have you done uh Leave you, it in. You know from Final Fantasy Ten? No. I feel like that would be a really good one. Okay. For you, but there's a few Final Fantasy characters on my list. Um my mind just went blank, but <laughs> how do you how did you get into to cosplay or how did you start attending conventions in the first place? Um oh a video game actually got me into cosplay. <laughs> it's this really old one. It's called Haunting Ground. Okay. It's like a PS2 game, I think. You probably know exactly what she's talking about. Yeah, I have no it idea. It goes for a lot of money now, and I've been looking, and it's so expensive. It, yeah, it's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, But I saw the main character, and I was like, I don't know why, but I want to dress as her. <laughs> I was like, I want to be her. And so I started like looking it up, and I was like, wow, people dress as like, these characters. And I thought that was so cool. I was probably like in middle school or something. I was in middle school. <laughs> and so I was like, I want to do this. What is this? And so I got more into it. And then my first like character that I did was from an anime. And it was called Code Geass. Mm. Um, yeah, I couldn't finish that anime. It's so much emotional damage. <laughs> uh, and that was like my first cosplay. I did like the character C2. And then... My dad took me to my first convention before he passed. Uh, well, a friend went with me first. We went to Wizard World Des Moines uh, mm. the first year it was here. And my dad went the second day. And he he was uh, he was really sick with cancer. And he was, like, on chemo and stuff. So he had his backpack on and everything. But he went with me, and he loved it. And we saw, like, a Batman. Batman was his favorite. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, look, it's like Batman. And, and he, like, followed me around. And we just had a blast. But, um... We, uh, I don't know, like, that was my first convention, and ever since then, like, I don't want to say it's an addiction, but, like, you get kind of a high from it, and, like, every time I walk into a new convention, I just, like, want to cry. <laughs> so we had talked about, uh, with Gabriel, about how, like, his weapon making had evolved over the years, and he said it really hadn't, um, and you had mentioned that you had, like, multiple iterations of different characters mm -hmm. with their, um, their costumes and mm -hmm. kind of how you, how you dress as them, so, um... Can you talk a little bit about how cosplay has evolved for you from maybe the first time you've done it to how uh, elaborate some some of the costumes have gotten um, and how uh, elaborate maybe embodying those characters like with the poses mm -hmm. and the voice and those that things, how, how that's evolved and how it's gotten maybe better over the years? Um, so I started out being like really shy and like I don't know what to do. Uh, to kind of just like bringing the characters to life and wanting to be that person, wanting to be somebody else. Because I mean, real life sucks. <laughs> and being like the it super badass, be like <laughs> being like the super badass character, like like Jinx is so much fun and she's crazy and she's she's fun and she just she just doesn't give a shit and she's like just she's like really out there and I'm not like that in real life. So it's fun to like be someone different and to have more confidence to be that person even if it's not really you if that makes sense <laughs> so when we talked with Gabe we were, you know we had talked about uh, creating characters or perfecting some type of craft um, what's one skill that you've learned or that you've improved upon over cosplaying um, definitely sewing. And then I got into foam crafting. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, that's one of my favorite things. I love making props for pieces. Um, it's just expensive. <laughs> where Where do you go to buy your materials? Um, online usually. I'll check out what like the pro cosplayers where they're getting their stuff from because it's usually high quality foam. So I'll like order from there or just Amazon um, floor mats like the puzzle piece ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that's what I started using because that's what everyone else uses. So okay. What what are some of the more memorable or some of your favorite uh, costumes or um, accessories that you've that you've made over the years that have really left an impression on you or or really left an impression on people that you've met at at the conventions? Um, I did uh, some League of Legends stuff. I did like um, masks, and then I gave one of them to a boyfriend at the time. I wish I hadn't. Um. <laughs> I wish I still had that other one. Buddy, uh, this is how I feel about like most of my clothing. <laughs> it gets lost. It gets stolen by girlfriends. Yeah. Most of my hoodies have. And there's been um, costumes I've like made. Like I did an aerial costume. I made that. Um, princesses and superheroes are probably my favorite to do. Like really recognizable things that kids really like because the kids think you are that character. For sure. And I've had, like, so many good experiences with the kids. Like, they really think you are that character and you have to jump into that character. Like, there was um, these two little girls the first time I did my aerial cosplay. They saw me from across the convention hall. They were in a stroller. They clawed themselves out of this (laughs) stroller from across the room. And I went, oh, shit. And I was like, my friend had my friend, like, hold my shit. I was like, you need to hold this. I've got, like, shit to do. And so they, like, come running. And I'm like looking at the parents like it's okay. I'm not some freak. Like <laughs> I'm like your kids are safe with with a princess. And they're like, oh my gosh, Ariel. And one little girl, she had red hair, and she looked at me, and she was just like speechless. She was like, I, 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 I have red hair just like you, Ariel. And it was so <laughs> cute. And I was like, oh my god. And uh, a few years ago, I debuted uh, Spider Gwen. That's awesome. And uh, I was really nervous about it. It was a bodysuit. I was kind of like uncomfortable with my body. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. We step inside. I'm waiting for my friend to dump our water. And this little girl and her mom are sitting there. And her mom goes, honey, it's your favorite. And I've got like the mask on, the whole thing. And so I like jump in a character. And I'm like, hi, sweetie. And I get down. And I'm like, being Gwen, you know, being fun. And then her mom goes, tell her your name. And this little girl's name was Gwen. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I know. That's awesome. I, I have so many good memories like with the kids and it's my favorite. Is there for you like a, a white whale cosplay that's like this would be so much time consuming, like very time consuming to put together, um, to learn like how they act, how they talk, that you're like, this is my piece de resistance. Like, like <laughs> I, I have to I have to portray this character at a convention but you just haven't had the time to put the costume together? Or is there one character that you're like, I really want to embody, but I haven't had the chance yet? Um, a lot of WoW characters are like that yeah. for me. They're so time-consuming, a lot of armor. It's because their armor is so ornate. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just like, it's, God, just the time. Like I um, have a workbook for the character Alex Straza. She's a dragon. Mm-hmm. And um, I was looking at it, and it's like 34 pages. and i'm looking at it and i'm scrolling through and i'm like getting overwhelmed i'm like oh god like this is so much and i was like no no no. 
you got to take it piece by piece. So hopefully this year, next year, I'll get started on that because it's been like two years coming. <laughs> Talk to us about the like the emotion that goes into like like what you're doing right now and creating that character. And then you finally get to see it all together and you finally get to put it on and you finally get to embody that character at a convention. Can you talk a little bit about like how that feels to finally to, to be done with it, to be, to see it come to life? Um, amazing. Like looking that first look in the mirror when you all have it on and you're like, Holy shit. And you're like, fuck yeah. Um, it's, it's hard to explain that. Like, it's just like what I said, honestly, like, Holy shit. Like this is, this is done. This is over. I've put all my effort into this and it's done and it looks good. Even if like you're, you're always going to nitpick about a costume. So like you'll find little things, but you've just got to be like, no, it's fine. It's perfect. It's good. Um, it's just like the best feeling ever. Like you feel like you can breathe. <laughs> and then forgive me if this is an ignorant question, but I, I don't go to conventions that often. Um, I think I've been to one or two and that's because I wrestled at them. But, um, <laughs> When you when you create a character, is it like this is my 2022 character? This is my 2022 cosplay, and then I I created a new one, and then I put that one in the past, or or do you keep those and you bring them out? It's just kind of whatever you're feeling that particular convention, or how does that work? Um, so that's a really good question because, um, the way I started to cosplay, I got into the really bad mindset of watching the like pro cosplayers do something new every other week. Mm-hmm. And so my in my brain, it's still I'm still struggling with this. It's like I have to do something new every convention. Every Instagram post has to be new, 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 new. I can't like bring anything back. Can't be old. Like everyone's going to get tired of it kind of thing. But now I'm starting to be like, I just don't care if I wear the same thing to a con. Like I like bring it back like bring out my princesses again everybody loves the princesses bring out like i i have stuff i haven't even worn yet that i haven't that like need a wig like that's it and i'm just like no no no, i can't do that because i've already done something from the same the same game or something like it's there's a lot of pressure in the community i think and i hope someday i can like completely get away from that mindset of everything has to be new like you have to keep bringing new stuff out you can't you can't um bring anything old back it all has to be like shiny and new i i don't know it's just a lot of pressure there (laughs) can you talk about that mentality because i think that uh, there's there's that same mentality with with everything i mean there's that there's that mentality in, in the podcast world where i want to compare myself to or or this show in particular to I mean, Rogan to people that have been doing it for years and have millions of subscribers and millions of listeners and viewers every week. But what I should really be doing is is uh, comparing ourselves to the other podcasters in Des Moines or the other smaller podcasters, and and I don't. And so then I get really overwhelmed because I'm like, all right, we have. Even when we do well, I'm like, well, we had we had a hundred people listen to this show in the last two weeks, but it's not two million. So, like, what are we doing wrong? So, um, can you talk a little bit more about that pressure and like what it's like to kind of compare yourself and, and want to do really well, but also you know maybe not having the the resources and the mm-hmm. sort of the the emotions that come along with that? Yeah, um, I tell myself all the time. Um, I used to really really look up to Jessica Negri. Um, I had the nickname Negri Child 
when I was in school because I had like the big tits and like, you know, and that was my nickname. And I was like, I have to be her. I was like, I have to be as good as her. I have to look like her. I have to, you know, like just embody her. And I was like, I have to be that. And I don't have to be that. I am me, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like I'm never going to be that. And I think like I'm never going to be her, I guess I should say. Like I could be on her level someday, but I'm not going to be her. And I think that's like something that we need to keep telling ourselves. You're not going to be this person. You are you. And you can reach that level someday, but you need to focus on, like you said, like focus on what's around you, what's more like baby steps, what's achievable right now. Like what can I, what can I do to get to the next level of where I am? Like you're, you're, you don't want to be trying to climb up all the stairs at once or you're going to fall. Sure. Sure. And then, um, the, the, I guess the fine line between creating this character or embodying this character, but then still also having a little bit of your own flair, your own personality. Can you talk a little bit about that? Cause I, what I've seen and it seems like it's a very positive experience is that you go to a convention and let's say you're, you're spider Gwen, for example, mm-hmm. but then there's also other uh, people that are portraying that, ex- that exact same character and you all have your own little personalities and your own spin that you're putting on that. Can you talk a little bit about that and the community and, and how it's not, it, it, or is it competitive? If you see another person that's that in that same embodying that same character, is there a little bit of like butting of heads, or is it all very positive? I've seen a few people get very like, oh, I can I can only be the like I can I have to be the only one cosplaying this, you know? It's like prom. Yeah, like oh my god, <laughs> wow, she's wearing, wearing my dress. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for the most part, like when I see somebody else, like I met when I was in Gwen, I met a mom who was in Gwen, and it was so funny because her little boy got confused. he didn't know which one he thought I was his mom and I was like oh no honey I'm not your mom (laughs) I don't want you (laughs) 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 um but yeah like and I thought she looked amazing and like honestly if you don't have a positive mindset about it like you can't have that prom mindset about it you can't have like the I only I can be the one to like wear this costume and I'm the best at it you know like that's so negative and Everybody, like you said, like everybody does have their own spin and personality that they like show for that costume and they, everybody has their own personal reasons for being that character. Like, I don't know somebody, like if I was, if I did Iron Man, I'm not going to have the same reason as somebody else at the convention doing Iron Man, you know, like we all have our personal shit. And, um, I think that's really important to remember about people, uh, because getting into that mindset of like being competitive like some competitiveness is good like in competitions but I think just on the floors like you have to you have to be positive about it because everybody's got a different reason I think this is certainly an outsider's perspective looking in but the way that I see it is like if I go to a pro wrestling show I'll, I'll wear these very obscure Japanese wrestling shirts and then if I see someone else that has like a very like that's representing the same obscure Japanese wrestler from the 80s I'm like you're the fucking man because right, right. like we both decided made a conscious decision that we're both going to support this like very obscure idea in front of like a thousand other crazy wrestling fans and we both decided that we were going to put this same shirt on so like from my perspective as a fan um at, at a convention and like i said I, I i'm not 
I'm not into that world. I'm not mm-hmm. into cosplay. Um, I, I that would be awesome if I was though. But, <laughs> um, but the way that I see it, it's like we both love this character enough to where like we both made a conscious decision that we're going to portray this character at this convention. And it's like, oh, like the way that I I see it is like I would just go up to you and be like, hey man, you're my new best friend because we both love this thing enough to where like we created costumes we right. embody this this same character um one thing everybody likes to say we're all just nerds in costumes calm down like yep. <laughs> honestly calm down it's not that's, that serious like that's pro wrestling we're, we're, all nerds we're on literally we're literally <laughs> in costumes we're dressing up as fictional characters calm down like honestly <laughs> yeah we're all that's We're celebrating that's how I, our love for something. See, I always, I always bring pro wrestling into everything that <laughs> I, I do. But it's like we're all like we're fake fighting with other grown men in our underwear. Like right. We, can't, <laughs> we cannot take this seriously. Right. Like we shouldn't. I get it. We all want to be WWE superstars, but like, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, we're in a VFW hall, fake fighting with other grown men in spandex <laughs> underwear. Like we can't. We cannot take ourselves this seriously. Honestly. So, so what are some uh, cosplayers that you might follow online and take inspiration from? Um, Kamui cosplay. She's <clears throat> absolutely phenomenal. Oh yeah, yep. Trevor knows who I'm talking about. She's, She's uh, German. Yep. Yep. I, yep. I, I follow her. On yeah, Facebook. I love her so much. And then Kempatsu as well. Um, She's the one who I got the Alexstrasza pattern from. <laughs> Um, she's the one I got the Alcatraza pattern from and she like makes amazing patterns and her work workbooks are amazing. Um, I have like a few of them. <laughs> uh, those two are like my highest, like, um, like who I look up to. Like when I, when I recommend like, um, patterns or tutorials to somebody, it's those two. Talk a little bit about more about the, the workbooks because you've, you've mentioned mm-hmm. that a few times. So is there actually like step-by-step, step, this is how you create this piece? Yeah, yeah. Um, they go into detail. They make the whole thing. They take pictures along the way. They will sometimes give you patterns that they have made of the costumes uh, so you can make it as well. They have like detailed step-by-step uh, like written out like books basically like the Alex Straza ones like 34 pages that's amazing I know yeah. <laughs> they work that's so awesome. hard on them and some of them have books like straight up books oh wow that's a that's Kamui she's my idol showing? that's awesome it just changed <laughs> oh yeah I like um I want to say her name's Bendo Gek oh yeah yeah because uh, she did a um she does a lot of streaming now I, she did a lot of final fantasy stuff i'm, yeah. I'm trying to think of the name of the character cindy mm-hmm. from final fantasy 15 yeah she nailed it oh like, yeah she killed it oh yeah starring my kind of romance <laughs> <laughs> Tur- turtle off list <laughs> <laughs> i still can't think of his actual name there's this giant like Turtle, Turtle Mountain, final boss. Yeah, it's like the size of a mountain, and I call him Turtleopolis. <laughs> but it's like I can't think of what its actual name is. We literally I, just I like talked about name. this on the back. Thanks, thanks. Uh, Adam Antoys. Adam Antoys. Turtleopolis sounds way better. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, my brother, he uh, he was showing me the Dark Souls games, you know, for the first time. Mm-hmm. 
And I would like make up my own names for the bosses. <laughs> I came impossible up with some... to beat one, impossible <laughs> to beat two. Exactly. Never been so angry at a video game in my life. Dark Souls? Dark Souls? Like the, mm-hmm. the Souls Have you played games? Elden Ring? No, because I hate Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. I could go on about that the game. The Souls games are my comfort franchise. Like, I'm dead serious. <laughs> They're my comfort franchise. I guess I couldn't laugh too much because, like, my currently my comfort franchise is uh, Ori and the Blind Forest or Ori and the whatever the other game is. Um, and they are... To me, because I am not like a hardcore gamer mm-hmm. and I'm not skilled or talented in any way, shape, or oh form. Oh my gosh, don't bring yourself down like uh, that. I am trash. But uh, <laughs> uh, those games are incredibly frustrating to me. Um, but yet, when I need a stress reliever, I just go and I fire up the Xbox and then I just play something that gives me even more stress. So, <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> so you want to talk about stress relievers? There's a uh, a new game that just came out on Game Pass. Uh, I think it's called Little Witch in the Woods. I just saw that on Steam. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's real chill. My brother was like Little Witch in the Woods, and I was like, it sounds like a game I would like. Don't bash it. <laughs> I mean, at least it's not like Turnip Boy. If it, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, tax that evasion. game! I love that game. <laughs> Super Meat Boy. <laughs> 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 no, that'll that'll make you flip out. <laughs> um, so speaking of of cons and stuff, I I wanted to bring it up during this podcast. But um, have you guys heard about the uh, the Red Ranger? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I Did love you how see that uh, they posted something like, due to previous commitments, he won't be able to be at the <laughs> no, convention. I, I screenshotted <laughs> it. I saw that. My I previous s- commitment is jail. <laughs> I, I screenshotted it, and it was it's a, perfect. It's a completely new commitment. Because Des Moines Con is happening this weekend, correct? Yes, it's yeah. happening right so now. So he's supposed. He was supposed to be there, mm-hmm. and um, so Des Moines Con made a post saying, uh, "Hey, there's a possibility that Austin St. John may not." Uh, may not be able to appear, and then like a few days later, they posted. I believe it was due, prior engagements. Yeah, unfor- unforeseen circumstances. Let me let me find it real quick because it's incredible. It. <laughs> I laughed about it due to like, unforeseen personal obligations. Austin St. John is unable to attend Des Moines Comic Con this weekend, but he'll see us next year. He sends his apologies and love uh, to all those that were looking forward to meeting him. Austin plans to He's be like, here to meet all. He sends his regards via collect call. <laughs> what what makes what, that what, even better is right. What did he fraud? What did he? Uh. Apparently he sunk a bunch of money into into something that just ended up like fucking people over. Cryptocurrency. But it's <laughs> it's amazing because literally the day after that post had happened, comicbook.com reported uh the original Power Ranger star and uh Power Star and uh Red Ranger actor has just been charged with fraud and is facing serious crimes. So Austin St. <laughs> John is the original Red Ranger? Original yeah. Red yeah. Ranger. So to, to there, further there goes my childhood. To further that, um, a couple days after that was done, Austin St. John's uh, Facebook page put out a statement, and here's what the statement says. Oh, this will be good. And this is from Galactic Productions, his his agency or whatever. There you go. Austin St. John is a father, husband, role model, and friend to many. The indictment detailed today is populated by a multitude of individuals, the majority of which Austin has no knowledge of and has never met or interacted with. 
It is our understanding that Austin put his faith, reputation, and finances in the hands of third parties whose goals were self-centered and ultimately manipulated and betrayed his trust. We expect Austin's legal team to successfully defend against these charges and lead to his ultimate exoneration. We ask that you respect the privacy of Austin's family in light of this serious situation and thank you for your support. Hmm. So here's the thing. I (laughs) I looked up the list of everyone involved with that and and everyone charged with fraud and they'd be about what you expect they're all roughly from texas uh all about 40 years of age texans uh mostly white dudes but to kind of play into what you were saying about you know him contacting everyone through jail a buddy of mine was planning on going this weekend specifically for austin st john and i told him about it and uh, I, I sent him the screenshot of, hey, he's getting busted. And he goes, I was like, hey, this was posted today. He goes, damn, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, I kind of fucked up my childhood. Because, you know, oh. in terms of, like, I followed him on, on social media. Mm-hmm. Because the dude was legit, seemed like a legitimately cool dude. And he goes, my friend goes, we're going to try and meet him. My immediate response was, in jail? <laughs> I oh feel like, gosh. and maybe this is just me talking out of my ass, but I feel like there's very few people that identified with the Red Ranger. Like, as a kid, did you want to, like, when you were playing Power Rangers, did you want to be the Red Ranger? Sure, until the Green Ranger showed up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The point I'm trying to make. And no one gives a shit about anyone else. <laughs> I identified as the Blue Ranger because I was a nerdy little kid. I thought, like also he was because you were possibly gay? I, there's no possibility about it. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, but- he's a trisexual. <laughs> Try anything. Try else. anything once. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I would say Green Ranger. And then, of course, the White Ranger. Um, I met the White Ranger at McDonald's and Creston. Jason David Frank, you met? That is not what I said. I did not say I met Jason David Frank at McDonald's in Creston. I said I met the White Ranger. So I met some guy dressed, dressed up as the White Ranger who did, who did not take their mask off and probably wanted to touch me. But he also had like sick merchandise, like authentic like Bandai merchandise. Like power coins? And- yeah, so I got the power oh, coins. I got the little, um, this is when McDonald's had the like, cool toys when it had like the morpher and it had the coin in it do you remember that oh yeah a long time ago I and still then have um one. that's where i bought the sorry that's where my grandparents bought uh like i had the white like lion head sword yeah. thing that yeah i can't it's Sabu? not that yes yeah sick i um and then i broke it over <laughs> my brother's head <laughs> oh my that's what it does yeah so i actually had a, a power rangers morpher that it was one of those like back in the day, you know how like they'd create mini sets inside mm-hmm. of whatever toy. So the morpher would, I think it was the Blue Rangers morpher, but you would flip it, and the coin would turn into. Uh, you'd flip the coin, and it would hold a one of like the Power Ranger, in it, but it looked all cool and techy and stuff. But you could open up the entire morpher into like this play set. Oh, like a like a Polly Pocket type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, exactly. Like that thing was dope, and I 
like that was like my go-to toy to like take everywhere when I was little. Do you remember Do you the remember? the greatest Power Rangers toy of all time? Where it was the action figure with the button on the back, and, and then you the flip head. it down, and the head would flip. I had all of them. Oh my god, they were yep. amazing. So toys were so much better in our day. When I when I was a kid, back in my day, <laughs> my biggest, uh, my biggest wish list item was a Megazord, and not like that cheap shit where it was already pre built, but like the legit quality stuff where you could where you had to had attach one. everything. So, you had one. Mm-hmm. What's it like to be wealthy? Rochelle, <laughs> sir. I wanted. I kept asking that every single year. I wanted, it, even up until like adulthood, right? So, in my mom's infinite wisdom, knowing thought, your mother, I can just imagine this is going to be gold. Thought it would be really fucking funny. <laughs> she, uh, I think, she went to a Goodwill, managed to find a Megazord. Mm-hmm. But it had like the you know uh like the cheap ass dollar ticket like um sticker on it. it was like hey five bucks or whatever, but it was it, it was still a Megazord to her credit it was still a Megazord and she thought it'd be really funny to get it for me like hi you've always wanted one now here you go I'm like I can't be mad because it's a really good joke, but it's it's one of those very like. Hey, this is a toy. Here you go. It can't do anything. Maybe move the arms up and down, but that's it. Do you have it on display? Uh, no. Uh, I mean, I'm they sure. Can make I can a Zord in the, uh, by the window in the other room. No, different one. Hmm. Uh, I will try to look for it though. I don't no, want to dig through it right now. <laughs> the original Megazord is the only Megazord I give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Like they had Walmart like either last year or two years ago re-released them in like little bubble packets where you get two and one, two and one, and yeah. then the T Rex and the other one. They were fourteen bucks a piece, and I was like, I need to buy these, and I fucking didn't, and then they were gone. Yeah. What What do you think the most recognizable part of that Megazord was? Do you think it was the head, the chest piece, or uh, like a, a specific aspect of it? Either, I'd say probably the head. Really? Because yeah. I always like when I think of the Megazord, I, I think of that like zigzag line across the, zigzag the chest. And the, yeah, the pterodactyl's belly. Yeah, exactly. And then the dragon sword. I also I also got asked recently, like, hey, what, what was your child? What was like the first crush, like first celebrity crush you had? And oh, it's, immediately it's Amy Jo Ranger. Amy yeah, Amy Jo Johnson. They're like, that was really mm, quick. Or <laughs> Topanga. Or Topanga. Topanga came later, though. That's admittedly, true. Cindy Lauper. Like, Okay. How old are you? <laughs> Older than you guys. Yeah. By a fair bit. Happy 40th birthday, by the way. Thank you. You're welcome. Is there a... Is there a, Okay, so we're talking about Power Rangers. Yep. Is there a character from your childhood that you're like, I loved this show when I was a kid. It would be awesome to go back and portray this character as an adult. That's a um, good question. Oh, God. <laughs> There's so many. Coincidentally, for me, it was Power Rangers. So, like for me as an Asian adult now, like and, and a brown Asian adult, like I would have to pick, like it had to be like Liu Kang because, mm-hmm. like, there's not that many like Asian superheroes. And you could be the crow. Oh, I could be the I crow. Know now. I could be the crow. 
Um, but everybody would just think it's like a Sting cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> Not like from a show, but a game. So like Mortal Kombat was really big in my life. I'd play it with my brother. Um, we still play it to this day. He whoops my ass. Uh, <laughs> I'm awful at fighting games. Yeah, he, uh, he like um, in the newest ones, he got like all the way to like number two on the leaderboards. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he was really good. He's like, the only person I can't beat is number one. And I'm like, well. <laughs> it's secretly, um, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going super oh, no. easy on him. <laughs> um, but I want to do Melina. That'd be like, awesome. So that I've always loved her. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, she's like pink purple. And like, that was my thing when I was little. Like, only the girls. Do you have any friends or connections girls. that... um? Do it help you out, like either help you make something or uh, like even like help do your makeup or anything like that? Um, I have friends who do makeup that would do it. Yeah. But usually I just do everything myself. I just, okay. I just learn it. <laughs> I, I mean, I was just curious because like you say Melina. I'm like, oh, would, yeah. That would look no, amazing. Yeah. I and would. It, um, like, if you need to help, I want I'm sure. to do like 3D on the side of my face. Yeah. like yeah. Her, yeah. And then I want to open my mouth and have them like move. That, that would be cool. That's what I want to do okay. instead of just painting it on. I mean, I see people do that and I'm like, that's cool. But I want like to have a mask and then be able to pull it down. There's a, you can get werewolf mask online that open their jaws like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. With uh, But it you know, it's all effective on how yeah, you open your mouth and yeah. stuff. That might be something to like investigate and oh, see yeah. how those work. See, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love picking apart things like that. And then I'm like, oh, I can use this. Yeah. <laughs> So I got, I'm super excited because, um, now I, I've told people before and Heather has some pictures that I still need to get from her, but she, we went to, uh, Jordan Creek mall one time, uh, to go see a friend of ours who was doing, who was selling Girl Scout cookies mm. and I didn't really want to go, but I figured, Hey, you know, if I'm going to go, I'm going to. I'm going to take advantage of this. So I went in a full Spider-Man. Yeah. Like in a full Spider-Man costume and walked around the mall for like, I, I, I sat there and I told her, I was like, look, I don't want to stay long. We ended up staying for like four hours because I walked <laughs> around the mall taking pictures with everyone. Oh, yeah. And it was so cool. So when. You have like the Spider-Man body too. Right. Because you're a. I'm a lanky boy. <laughs> noodle boy. Noodle boy. Noodle boy. <laughs> um. No, but I'm so I'm super excited because uh, one of the reasons why we move the scheduling of the podcast, or at least like when we record, is mm-hmm. because life happens. And as it turns out, I went through, um, I wouldn't say a custody battle per se, but I went through a mediation mm-hmm. in order to have visitation rights for my son. And uh we were able to uh, get a lengthy visitation. So I'm really excited about next week mm-hmm. uh, because next week I get them for like two weeks. Oh, oh nice. So wow. nice. Yeah, I, I get like a majority of, the, I get like pretty much the whole summer except for like three weeks. Wow. Like even the lawyer was like, I can't believe like we got as much as we did. But then again, uh, there was a lot more to it, but I'm excited because I'm going to dress up and go to the mall with Phoenix Aww. as Spider-Man, but, and his favorite superhero is Spider-Man, but 
here's the kicker. This is the one thing I'm super excited for. He wants... Uh, like he's never seen the movie, so we're gonna essentially do a whole like a whole Spider Man yeah. themed uh, weekend or day or whatever. He doesn't know it, but we are ordering a Miles Morales uh, outfit, so we're oh. gonna you know hoodie, jacket, mm-hmm. suit, all that, and me and him are gonna go walk around the mall as Spider Man. My freaking heart! And oh my god, that that's so sweet. And I was like, he. So he has um social anxiety. Mm-hmm. So like, like he'll he'll let me know if like I, I feel nervous, I don't want to be here or you know, just something that like he's getting overwhelmed with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took him to a rent fair, he told me that and I was like, Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's let's step aside, right. we'll take a breath, we'll you know, let's give it a try. And Man, he handled it like a champ. He got over it so quick because once he started meeting people and we just started having fun and being our own, like having our own thing going on, he loved it. So part of the goal is just have a memorable experience for him. Right. But I want to see if I can help him, I don't know, like kind of get over it a little Mm -hmm. by... Making him be like the hero and right, have him be right. like super like like have him be around people and have people want to be around right. him and have him deal with that and and just make him feel like he's bigger than and very confident, yeah, yeah, so I'm super excited. I can't wait to do it. That's gonna be so exciting uh on the flip side my oldest son kingston has zero social anxiety Uh-oh. and was a star of the goddamn show at his kindergarten graduation yesterday <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like they put him front and center and he is just like everyone else like you just watch them and their faces as they're singing their little kindergarten program songs are just like and then there's my son that's just like it's like all right (laughs) just strong main character energy out of that one (laughs) so going back to to cosplay Mm -hmm. um it seems like a lot of your the the people that you're or the characters that you portray are from video games um so we talked a little bit about how you got into cosplay, mm-hmm. but what are some of the games that you, you talked about Mortal Kombat, but yep. what were some of the games that you as a kid grew up on? What were the, some of the games that you played that you're like, I love video games? Um, Banjo-Kazooie is like the Let's first one. Let's go. That Never played when it. People, oh my God, I hear so much of that anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> who hate, are you? Why do you hate fun? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's so old. <laughs> so what did you play on Atari? <laughs> no, no, no! It was Commodore. Motherfucker! 60- I played Pitfall. <laughs> <laughs> it was Commodore sixty four. <laughs> what were the first? You know, ga- I have played a Commodore sixty four, but not until like two thousand and two. What were some of the first games that you played that you were like, I love video games? <gasps> Please tell me it was E. T. No, I actually didn't. I never. The first sucks. system I ever played <laughs> was uh, a Nintendo. Would okay. you play? Just a regular Nintendo Entertainment Center. And actually, the only game I really remember playing on besides like Mario and Duck Hunt mm. was Top Gun. And yep. I just remember loving the flight simulator part and crashing every fucking yeah. time <laughs> I tried to land that plane. You're like coming in, you're lining it up, and then it goes to the side view of you going down to the aircraft carrier. And I'm either like, 
<laughs> so, back of it or right over it. I was a late adopter of TikTok because you were on it, and I was like, I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> Everybody I, I'm not, says I'm that. I'm not downloading TikTok. <laughs> I You're refuse. Next. And then I downloaded TikTok, and now it's all I do all day. It's a good time. But it is. And I was like, you know what? I will watch videos, but the one thing I'm not doing is sitting around and watching someone's fucking live. I'm not doing it. And then... I found someone that every single night at the same time plays Mike Tyson's punch out. Oh, and funny. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I know that guy. Yes. Uh, like numb fingers. Yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. And so, um, yeah, that was the game because my uncle had it. Uh, just breaking shit. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the first like Nintendo game that like I watched my, my uncle play and I was like, this is amazing. So Updown has the arcade punch out machine. Does it? It does. And yeah, I, I got to like the fourth or fifth person before I, I got knocked the fuck out. Smash so, Park so I chill, see but... ICS on the road? What? Yeah. Yes. No, it's fantastic. I, um, love I do out. like Up Down. I do love Up Down. There's a uh, arcade bar up in Ames, too. Um, I can't fucking remember what it's called, though, because I've never actually been there. Um, I don't the only ones I know of are Up Down, that's still around. Um, Barcadium. Smash Park. Used to be. How many si- how many games you got there? 12, 15? That's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, operating Room is mm-hmm. the other big one. Operating Room's great. There is... So I watch this channel on YouTube called Monster Island Buddies. It's all about Godzilla. Oh, yeah. I love that. Okay. And uh, he was talking about this arcade in Chicago that basically it's like a warehouse. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. But it's a warehouse that's just line and line and line of arcade games. Oh, that's games. awesome. And they're all powered up and everything. You can go in there and play them and have one. I've so, played so much Pac-Man recently at Smash Park because they have the world's largest Pac-Man or whatever. And they have Galaga too, but I'm awful at Galaga. I love Galaga. I've seen the Dig big Galaga the game that yep. has like the gun. Um, No, they just has the joystick because it's like yeah. it's the world's largest Pac-Man, but they also have Galaga that you can play there too. Um, I also played Nitro Trucks. It's the best game in the world. Um, you just race and then like every like, 15 seconds it loads this smash meter or nitro meter or whatever and then if you're next to an opponent um then you hit that button and it like bumps them off into like i don't know like off the track um i currently hold the high score for smash park (laughs) have you ever played carnival i've heard of it isn't that a drone greek is it because i didn't know it was anywhere i played it when it was at aladdin's castle at southridge mall I'll but, have to uh, look into it. So it's a, it's a like a haunted circus uh, carnival type thing, and uh, but it takes place in Iowa. Oh. So like you're on this like hayride, and at the beginning, the beginning of Semantic, and you just hop off and walk up to this graveyard, and there's like a tombstone with a giant jester face on it, and the character puts a coin in, and all of a sudden this carnival just starts sprouting out of the ground. That's amazing. <laughs> and you get to kill a giant baby, and <laughs> Santa Claus, <Okay>. and... <laughs> I can get behind that. Interesting enough, <laughs> but it's like I am every built like a giant baby. It's like all those uh, '90s shoot games where it's like you got the shotgun. Yes, mm-hmm. I miss those arcade games. There's not enough because like we have like Nerf Arcade where you just shoot like targets and stuff, and like we have a Halo game that you have Fire like, Team Raven. Yeah, yeah, it's actually pretty. But solid I want game. like I want one where you have like the shotgun and you stand there and you shoot forever, and, and then you have to reload by shooting off the screen. Yes, mm-hmm. like Time Crisis. That's yes, time, time Crisis. crisis. Dude, Time Crisis is the shit. Okay, so you mentioned that it's it's based in Iowa. Slightly off topic. What is your favorite movie based in Iowa? 
Not that had not to be filmed in Iowa, but the plot of the movie is based in Iowa. I don't know of many. I know you already know crazies. mine. The crazy, yeah. God damn it! That, that, yep, that was it. That's just what I wanted someone to say. I fucking love that movie. So, um, so underrated. So I have a friend that worked at the movie store down in Creston uh, when they still had it there, and while they were filming in Lenox, uh, she while she managed that place, um. Timothy Oliphant and um, the guy who played uh, the deputy mm-hmm. came in and got memberships to the video store. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. J- and just kind of like hung out for a bit. The um, the Timothy Oliphant's house in the movie is this old lady that went to my church. Oh my gosh! Right outside of Stewart, and so she did not know what they were filming. And they gave her a ticket to the premiere. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, one of my favorite stories of my childhood. Oh. <laughs> so good. She came back to church and was like, not what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> so good. The, uh, the older movie, but The Bridges of Madison County. Mm-hmm. The bar that's in that movie is owned by one of my dad's high school friends. That's oh, awesome. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. haven't actually seen that movie. I I've haven't. Heard. Good. Yeah. I just remember we were doing, my dad used to run lights for bands and we were doing a gig there and they had this line of beer bottles and cans over on this rafter on the ceiling and I'm sitting there watching the band. I'm looking up and they're just all starting to vibrate forward. So I just keep standing up and going, toot, toot. <laughs> I, um, I remember watching Supernatural so many times and one of the cool things about watching Supernatural is every time they'd go to a new location, they'd be like, oh, hey, they're here. They're in Nebraska. They're in Missouri. And you're gonna talk uh, about when they went to Ankeny, Iowa. Yeah, <laughs> they go to Ankeny, Iowa, and you're like, "That's not, not Ankeny." Ankeny. <laughs> oh, that's how I feel about um, the boys because the the yep. female lead is from Des Moines, oh, yeah. and she like lives in this like farm town, <laughs> like this little farmhouse, and it's like she's from Des Moines. Like, was it oh, yeah. from Des Moines? Yeah, yeah, she's from Des Moines. Yeah, yeah Ankeny and, she, and Supernatural is like a little church town, <laughs> or or like um, ah, uh, gosh, what show is that? Uh, the the dude that uh, oh, fuck, House of Cards, and he, sorry, <laughs> House of Cards, and uh, they the whole season is the Iowa caucus, and they visit Des Moines, and it's just like overalls everywhere, just like. <laughs> Carnhart jackets and overalls. What are you talking oh about? That is Iowa. That's it's how we Iowa, dress. But it's not That's Des Moines. Us. Oh god damn, you're right. What? She's known as the defender of Des Moines. Oh my god. <laughs> Look, then, based on the shootings that's happened here, she's not doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then there's like, if you ever have read The Stand by Stephen King, mm-hmm. there's a section in that where he's in the one of the characters is in Des Moines, and the, the tr- route they talk about the route that he's driving through the town and it's like fucking square on so interesting stephen king did a good job didn't uh george rr R. martin like go to college in iowa i don't know just needs to finish the damn book <laughs> yeah right <laughs> tv like that man that show went to hell when they ran out of source material i stopped watching I it midway through it. The i can't season. watch it awful like, I've never i've never watched it the only time i've watched it was uh, a scene i think where the hound killed like Killed a dude and then shoved him down a hole because he like tricked him. And uh the drama. They're I like love Game of Thrones. They're like, Oh, you didn't fight I with honor. Game He's of like Thrones, but that last season was No, I didn't, but he did. 
And that's like all I know of it. Then there's Watch a Starbucks the cup. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, I remember hearing about that. <laughs> I um so going back to arcade machines real quick, I worked with a guy that um was like the uh, plant manager or whatever. And his job now is he goes around and travels to different places to buy arcade machines, fix them up. And like seeing some of the work he's done to like make these things look brand new and like in working condition has been insane to watch. I should get him in contact with my brother. My oh brother yeah, has an old Royal Flush, an old Royal Flush pinball machine in his garage. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Chocolate. <laughs> I'm boring. Hey, man. It's better I'm... than being lactose intolerant. True. <laughs> I just found out last night that uh, Walmart has a root beer and vanilla float flavored ice cream. What? Yeah. Oh. And I didn't buy it because I already had root beer and vanilla ice cream in my cart. <laughs> Great. Uh, let's say you go to Dairy Queen and you get like a blizzard. What are you getting? What's your mix-ins? Um, I don't know anything. With You're it. like more chocolate. <laughs> Basically. Like, <laughs> I love She seems sweets. like an Oreo person. I do like Oreos. They have that or Oreo like dirt Reese's. pie. Mm, Those are right that sounds delicious. I'm about to get one tonight.